0: It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. I hope you're having a wonderful Friday afternoon. We are live in studio today. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text question at 720-336-0897. I want to thank all of you for uh, praying for my dad. He was in the hospital for a little over three weeks and he got out on Wednesday and is at, at home. So we're very thankful for that. So thank you for, for praying for him and I want to give a praise report on him being able to get out of the hospital. Again, Calvary Live exists so you can be able to call in with your questions about the Bible. Maybe you've got a question about a certain section of Scripture or a particular doctrine. Also, if you've got a question about something that's going on in your life, love being able to talk about real things. We love to be able to go to God's throne room together as well. So the number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. We are live in studio today. Or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. We'd also like to welcome our listeners in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey at Hope FM. Thank you guys for joining us. Feel free to call in as well from the East Coast. Well, always want to welcome all of our listeners in Colorado. Thank you guys for joining us. It's a privilege to be able to be with you. I'd like to begin today's show reading a verse out of the book of Philemon. We have this little postcard of an epistle in Philemon, verse 11. It's only one chapter. It says, who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. He's speaking of Onesimus. Onesimus was a runaway slave who Paul met in prison. Onesimus came to know christ as his savior and paul sends him back to philemon his slave master and is encouraging philemon to receive him back to forgive him he says philemon Onesimus was once unprofitable, but he has become profitable. And this is the power of the gospel in a person's life. It's God's restoration. God's all about restoring people and uh, relationships. And and I love that about the Lord. There's no part of our lives that can't be restored by him. And maybe there's a broken relationship in your life this afternoon, and God would have you to go back to them to try to work restoration. Or there's someone that you need to forgive. They've been asking for your forgiveness. Forgiveness, but you've been unwilling to give it to them. The book of Philemon is a wonderful example of restoration. And God loves unity amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. He's the God of the resurrection and He can restore relationships. Someone who is unprofitable to you currently can become profitable through the restoration of God's work in our lives. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary, live in studio today. All of our lines are open, 303-690-3000. If you're listening and you've got a question, maybe you're listening in Colorado Springs, pick up the phone, uh, give me a call. You're on your way home from work or already home for the evening or still at work, 303-690-3000. Here on Grace FM, Calvary Live. Also, you can send me a text. Maybe you just want to pick up your phone and you've got something on your heart or mind, question or prayer request. You can text me at 720-336-0897 also would like to invite you to our services at Rocky Mountain Calvary here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we meet Saturday nights at 6, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're currently going through the Gospel of Mark. We'll be in Mark chapter 16 uh, this weekend looking at the Great Commission. So please come and, and join us. Also, you can find our services on our live stream. If you would like to go to our website, you can uh, join us from any place that that you're at. I do have a text that has just come in, so I'd like to go ahead and read that. It says, I've been told by a sister at my church that there is nothing more they can do for me uh, because I don't want deliverance enough. I don't know... She said, I was dealing with demonic control in my life. Uh, Well, I want to lift this up uh, to the Lord. Thanks for sending this text question to me. And I know you might have people at your church uh, that are saying uh, that there's nothing more that can be done, but that's never true with the Lord. The Lord's always able to restore and deliver. God, I lift up uh, this person that sent in this text and as they've been told by their church that there's nothing more that they can do. God, we know we're not beyond your touch, beyond your uh, deliverance in our lives. And so God, would would you reach out and encourage and where there is that spiritual attack that you would bind the enemy. So thank you for this person that has sent in uh, this text. Another text uh, reads, uh, Um, Can you please pray for everyone serving on the mission field? That's a great uh, prayer request. Join me in prayer for this. Father, we do thank you for our missionaries, those that are here locally, internationally, and all those that are laboring in your field. And we pray that you would encourage them, that you would protect them. Lord, we specifically think of those that are international, that are are facing persecution and and physical hardship, that you would be their daily bread, that you would watch over and protect them, use them, God. We pray for great fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Another uh, text that has come in says, Hi, Pastor Eric. My name is Gary. Uh, Divorce is really painful, and it seems like it's getting worse. I'm going through it myself. I hear Christians on your show uh, going through it, too. It makes me sad. I feel like I'm alone and giving up. I just need prayer. God knows my situation. Uh, Thank you, and God bless you. Gary, we will lift you up, and uh, you're never alone. Christ is with you, and as you're listening today, know that He is with you as well as believers. And We pray for God's comfort and strength, and also that He would heal your heart as you're going through this divorce father we thank you for Gary and we lift him up to you and as he feels alone God I just pray that you administer to him and that you would encourage him that you would heal his broken heart you tell us in Isaiah 61 that you came to heal the brokenhearted to set the captive free Jesus you understand rejection you understand betrayal also I pray that you would bring believers into his life to walk with them through this would you bless Gary in Jesus name Amen Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Michelle in Denver. Michelle, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing today?
2: Um, I'm doing okay, uh, by the grace of God
1: good what's on your but, mind today
2: um, well I have my request in prayer um, for you know I, I moved out of state I, I felt the Lord leading me um, uh, married uh, what was told a godly man um, but things didn't work out and just recovering from uh, my faith was was questioned Um, And it's very difficult. I was kind of beat down with the word of God um, in, you know, about being a submissive wife. And my desire to be obedient to Christ, um, I I think I stayed in something that was very unhealthy and by God's grace uh, left and moved back to Colorado. So just looking for prayer to strengthen my faith, uh, you know, I didn't waver in my faith, but okay. it's, I, I've been really, I, I believe, just hurt uh, knowing yeah. it, it was a brother in Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. Or per se, thought it was a brother in Christ and, and really uh, battled quite a long time. So I just need to be uplifted by by prayer.
1: Um, yeah. I'd that. be happy to pray for I'd be happy to pray for you, Michelle. I'm I'm glad you called in. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for Michelle. And as she's uh, gone through so much uh, suffering and and rejection and betrayal, uh, Lord, I do pray that you uh, would give her comfort, that you'd give her peace, that you would heal her broken heart. And if she's back here in Colorado, that you would plug her in with believers and plug her deep into the body of Christ, fellowship with you, and fellowship with others, God. Thank you for her calling in today. Pray that she would be encouraged and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much.
1: You bet. Thanks for calling. God bless you, Michelle.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Thomas on line two in Brighton. Welcome to the show, Thomas.
3: Hi, Eric. Hi. So I had a a question, and my question, it has to do with King James, because I I was just curious as if why— why books were removed from the Bible, and obviously King James removed them, and what anointed him to do so? I mean, I know he felt he probably felt like it was a calling from God, but I just like I, I question the credibility slightly.
1: Yeah, do you know what books you're you're referring to um, specifically?
3: Oh, uh, not necessarily. It is apocrypha, isn't it?
1: You know, I know there's the there's the canonization of the, the Scripture where they put together uh, books of the Bible. Uh, I wasn't familiar that King James uh, removed some books of the Bible, but, but uh, he may have. I've just never heard that before.
3: See, I think I think it might have been the book of Enoch, but that might be Dead Sea Scrolls. I have lost scriptures at home, and I don't look too much into it, because I feel like, you know, if, if, that, if that's what God wanted me to read, then it would be in the Holy Bible, His will. Well, at the same time, I, I it, as I do uh, go through lost scripture, I see I see other apostles in their their testimonies, which have been a cl- have been claimed to actually been written after their life. So that's the skepticism behind it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just it's just it's been a question that's been bugging me. I've asked several people, and and they kind of they kind of haven't had an answer either. Maybe I need to look yeah. more into King James a little bit, but I was just seeing if maybe you guys could uh, give me some direction on it. I listen all the time.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're, you're listening. You know, there was the canonization uh, of the scriptures very, very early on in the early church, and basically what that means is they they got together and really sought the Lord uh, which books uh, should be included in in the Bible. And what we do find is we find harmony in what is included there. So these 66 books, uh, they have a congruent message about Christ and and salvation. And some of these other books that you're referring to, they can be good to read from a historical uh, perspective, but many times they they teach something that that's contradictory to the gospel and salvation uh, by grace. And a really good website to do more research uh, is called uh, uh, gotquestions.org and if you type in on their search engine uh, the credibility of the Bible or credibility of the books of the Bible there's some really good articles that are written there for you
3: so actually a period question period org
1: yep it's just gotquestions.org
3: awesome thank you Eric I really appreciate that information I enjoy listening to you good job
1: well God bless you Thomas thanks for calling yes sir Bye. bye bye Listening to Calvary Live on Friday afternoon, 303 690 3000, or you can send a text at 720 336 0897. Let's go to line three to Gary in Fort Collins. Welcome to the program.
0: Hey, thank you. Uh, So bear with me for a moment. I want to mention that uh, I'm one of those types or kinds of people that I have felt like I've always known God since a little child, and never have wavered from that, never have felt separated from him, ever. Uh, I just turned 65 here last week, and uh, so my point is, uh, I've been with the church, because I moved from Missouri uh, about three years ago, and I've been with a a church here in Fort Collins, a great church, a growing church, and... uh, Last week, several people, not been honest to each other, had asked me to start doing some work to serve, which I've been waiting for and wanting to do in any way I can, Mm -hmm. and uh, as far as teaching uh, a class and being a part of the church in a biblical way. And you know what happened to me once that happened? I... Hmm. Came terribly troubled. I was okay. angry. I was bitter. I had, you know, just like people talk about going down in traffic on the road and people cutting in front of you. I, That never bothered me. You know, I was always thankful nothing never happened, but I never was angry. This last week, I've had all sorts of things happen to me where okay. I was just a grumpy old man all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, And you know it basically and I read the word and I study and I listen and I hear teachings and I'm always involved in it and this last week I heard several that taught about this kind of thing that when you are called to serve that's when you're going to have more problems than usual with our foe with Satan giving you hassles, and that's exactly yeah. what happened to me.
1: You and get attacked, for the first
0: huh? first time and forever, I felt empty. I felt cold. Hmm. I felt bitter. I felt separated. Okay. I just think that's amazing that that kind of thing, and what it was to me, because I always had a problem, in a way, telling people I've always known God. You know, like most people have a testimony to where I was 17 or 25 or whatever, and I met the Lord. Right. I've always yeah. felt like I had that already in me from the time I was a little teeny child. Hmm. You know, because uh, from a little tiny child, my parents, the church I went to growing up, uh, taught me properly. Yeah. And I always was ready to talk to God. I knew He was with me.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: I just find it so amazing. I mean, I lost my wife four years ago after 43 years. I thought that was tough. I mean, it was tough. Yeah. I felt empty. I never felt separated. I've had, of course, many things I've been through that were dramatic yeah. in my life. But I never felt like I have this last week. And I feel it simply because. I had a calling from people in the church for me to help out.
1: Well, you know what, Gary? The enemy is real, and when we step out to make a difference for Christ, there is that opposition. Uh, And a lot of times when we do step into serving, uh, Satan will attack, but the Scripture tells us greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, and submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. So you're on the right track, you're on the right direction keep serving, and if it's okay with you, I'd like to pray for you and, and pray for God's protection over your life.
0: Is there any scripture that you could give me that would pertain to what I'm talking about? Was, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, I than the obvious, you know, I mean, um, yes, if there's anything I'd love to hear about it, if I don't know it already.
1: It's probably familiar to you, but it's a it's a good reminder. It's Ephesians chapter 6, and there it tells us that uh, in verse 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. And that that's a great section of Scripture, Ephesians 6, to pray through and to really take on all of God's armor. And remember, it's a spiritual battle. It's not a, a physical battle. And as you're endeavoring to make a difference for Christ, the battle is uh, won and lost in prayer.
0: Yes. Yep. Well, the only thing that stuck out to me, which I found comfort in, was the law book, Revelation 12, 11.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's about the sprinkling of the blood and our testimony.
1: Yeah. It's a great and, verse.
0: And it just stuck out to me, and it felt like it fit my situation, because I have a testimony.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: And I have an opportunity now more than I normally would to reveal that testimony and to witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I'm standing on that in Ephesians the of course.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well Gary, can I can I pray for you Gary? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Father, thanks so much for Gary. Thanks for what you're doing in his life. Uh, thank you for his step of faith to to serve in his church. And as he's experienced opposition this week, God, I pray that you would cover him and that you would protect him. And we, we do thank you for Revelation 12 that tells us we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and not loving our lives to the death. And so, Lord, we claim your word that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Lord, would you put your protection around Gary and allow him to feel your peace? Would you bless him in Jesus' name? Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining God bless you, Gary. Up. Okay. You bet.
1: Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. I'm so glad that you're listening and joining me today. The number is 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Adam. Adam, welcome to the program.
5: Hey, Pastor Eric. It's good to talk to you today.
1: Good to talk to you, too.
5: So I just wanted to share something, because when you when you read Philemon, uh, or Philemon, I'm sorry, I don't have the pronunciation of that very well. I've always said Philemon. That's just because, nope. you know, I'm, I'm a Southern guy, and, and that's just what I do.
1: But No uh, problem.
5: Anyway, I was, uh, I was really... Uh, kind of shown my whole life situation, I, I think it's really important to talk about, you know, the restoration of, um, relationships. Uh, this is a, so you're going to have, I'm a little bit choked up when I start to talk about this, cause I mean, okay. this is going to be for a lot of, you know, maybe younger, maybe middle-aged guys who are dads and haven't had exactly the, the, the home run, you know, marriage mm-hmm. situation yeah so uh I joined the military pretty young because the war on terror was happening, and i was uh I definitely felt the call to go and serve and um I didn't have the full uh spirit of the Lord yet and I wasn't also really hot on the pursuance of the person of jesus christ and in that, a lot of things happened in my life that could have easily been uh dealt with well beforehand and uh okay. God is good and He does restore you, but you have to you have to kind of stop what you're doing and get serious about uh, pursuing Him. I had yeah. a son that I lost not uh, physically, but but um, I guess you'd say relationship wise. At about two and mm-hmm. a half, I haven't seen him okay. for uh, six years. Um, okay. or talk to him I actually gave him up for adoption because at a certain point I could no longer afford to pay for child support and that was one of the outs that they gave me and okay. uh, you know like I mean just first and foremost guys like i'm like I'm like one of the biggest losers you know turned Christian mm. turn you know life around mm. that you'll ever hear about and mm. um, and I had another child uh, shortly after him who is also a son and I have never seen him never was able okay. to. Um, And it was with a really, really bad person, which I should have known, but I tried very hard to be godly about it. And it just it was a one way street. And that just doesn't work. You have to have two people working together uh, for that to work. But anyway, um, it's about patience. So what I was talking about is, I just really want you guys, to, if you're dads or whatever, just really like you need to pursue the Lord, really hold on to Him, mm-hmm. and be ready for when yeah. those children come looking for answers back into your life. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just, I just really push you to, you know, get into your Bibles um, and be yeah. ready for when that, when those days are coming. Um, yeah, it's a good word. Some, yeah, and and that's that's really what I felt very compelled to to call in, and I pulled over. I'm yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And I, I okay. just really felt like, you know, I want you I want you, younger men and, you know, you guys that are kind of making your way and kind of feeling your way through life, you know, yeah. really, really push into the Bible, really figure out uh, what you're doing, find your footing, and go from there and let Jesus uh, lead the way. Thank you, guys, yeah. and God bless you, and I hope you'll have a really amazing day today.
1: God bless you, Adam. Thanks for calling in and, and sharing that.
5: No problem at all. Peek- you, guys, you guys, take care.
1: Yeah, you too. I want to piggyback in on what Adam is saying here, and really I hear the heart of what Adam is is declaring, and that is, uh, you know, be ready for God to restore some relationships. Um, you know, Ad, Adam's really sharing, you know, as he's pressed in, into Christ, he's he's preparing himself for God to restore some relationships. And maybe you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, God couldn't restore relationships in my life. He He did it for Onesimus with Philemon, and he can do it in your life as well, so... Thank you for calling, Adam. It was great talking with you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text. You can pick up your phone, send me a prayer request or a question that you have, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program.
6: How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you?
6: Good, I was just looking for some prayer for my family, particularly. I mean this whole restoring relationships has been a a biggie for me, I guess because okay. I have been really praying to the Lord about how to restore some relationships that have been in my life that haven't been restored yet, and I guess part of my prayer would be pray that the Lord would help my unbelief, because I know I've doubted a lot of times, and I've even asked the Lord about it, and it's just hard to I mean, because I've heard other people, like you said, with other people's relationships being restored. And mm-hmm. and there's just been a lot of areas in my life and in my family's life that I just wish could be restored. And I know they can and they'll just take time, I guess. So I'd just like you to help me pray
1: about this yeah absolutely let's pray together Bianca God we thank you for Bianca and Lord we know how important relationships are and relationships with family and we do pray that uh, you would restore relationships in time uh, and that you would comfort Bianca's heart and we pray, uh, Lord, that you would encourage her, Lord, she's uh, struggling with unbelief. And, uh, Lord, just your power to be able to restore relationships. And we do ask uh, for softening of hearts. Lord, you know exactly the issues. Uh, Lord, you know where things uh, need to be talked about, where forgiveness needs to be extended, and wrongs need to be owned. So would you encourage Bianca and just give her hope in, in the midst of this. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
6: Amen.
1: It's good talking to you, Bianca. Hang in there, okay? God bless you you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join me. You can call in and be part of today's program. The number's 303-690-3000. If you've got questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. As we think about coming up into Easter, I want to encourage you uh, with the resurrection is that Christ has risen from the dead. And with the resurrection, I was studying it today, every time that Christ appeared to someone as the resurrected Savior, as he encountered them, is that he was in a place where he encouraged them to go and tell someone. So they were commissioned. So here's Christ is risen. And now they're saying, I want you to go and tell someone uh, what I have done, that I'm alive. And as we head into the season where we celebrate Christ's resurrection, I would encourage you to to go and share, to go and tell uh, what others are doing, what Christ has done in your life, that he's alive. And we're looking forward to what God is going to do in the lives of people as we celebrate the resurrection. Please stay with me. we going to head to a break, and we'll be right back. Thanks so much.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life,
1: the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Thank you for joining me. My name is Pastor Eric. I'm at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text question, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Debbie in Baltimore. Debbie, welcome to the program.
7: Hi, thank you for taking my call, Pastor Eric. Absolutely. my question is, um, in the Arch of the Covenant, um, I know of three items that were in there, but a teacher that I'm studying with says there's five items, and I cannot find the other two. Do you know what... I have the Pot of um the mm-hmm. Aaron Staff at Butt-It, and the Ten Commandments.
1: Yes, yep.
7: And I'm thinking... Um, I came across, like, Moses' written law.
1: So Um. from everything I've studied, Debbie, is I've always came to the same conclusion. Uh, You know, the Scripture tells us there was the manna, uh, the pot of manna. There was Mm -hmm. Aaron's rod that budded and a copy of the, the Ten Commandments. So I've never heard or read in the Scriptures that there were five articles.
7: Okay, okay. And just one other quick question. When we're praying, and say, all right, because I pray a lot, and Mm -hmm. um, I could be riding down the street and see somebody, and I'll just, I'll even ask the Lord, even though I don't know them, you know, dear Lord, I'd like to lift that person up in prayer. Um, Mm -hmm. Why does that work, (laughs) if that makes sense? Yeah,
1: yeah. So so maybe just ask me w- one more time. I'm not I'm not completely understanding your question. I'm okay. sorry.
7: So when I pray and I pray for mm-hmm. my family, my relatives, and but other times I could be riding down the street or I could pray for anybody. I'm big on praying. And mm-hmm. say I'm riding down the road and I see somebody who's homeless and mm-hmm. I ask the Lord, you know, to please help them and I just mm-hmm. lift them up because I don't know what all their... are issues are or concerns yeah. so how does my, me doing that benefit them or does it
1: okay yeah you know i think it does uh, benefit them because what you're doing is you, you're bringing that that person even though you don't know their name the lord knows their name uh, in to God's presence. You're lifting up their, their needs to the Lord. So in your example, like uh, you may see somebody, a homeless person and your heart goes out to them and you say, Lord, I, I don't know them, but but you know them and you know mm-hmm. the specifics of what's going on in their life and I pray that you, you would help them and that you would strengthen them. I, I think of Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And really what you're doing is, is lifting that person to God's throne room of grace and saying, God, would you give them grace and help uh, in their in their time of need? So I think it does absolutely work, and I, and I think it is the Holy Spirit that is stirring you to pray for that person. You know, it's the Holy Spirit that is drawing them to your attention attention uh, and inspiring you to lift them up to the Lord in prayer.
7: Okay, that makes sense now when you spoke of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay. Well, thank well, you very much, and thank you so much welcome. for this radio station. I've been Thanks listening for listening out in time, Baltimore. And I was even well, we listening to um, Pastor's Perspective. But yeah. it's wonderful, and God bless you.
1: God bless you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. Let's continue with our phone lines. Let's go to line one to Kathy in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show.
8: Hello. Hi. Um, I have a question about our names being written down in the Book of Life. I, I know that the Bible teaches that at least I believe it does, that they're written down before the foundation of the world, right?
4: Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm.
8: okay, then my question has to do with blotting those names out. Because Moses had a discussion with uh, uh, God in Exodus about asking God to blot his name out, and then over in the Psalms it talks about the psalmist wanting the names of the wicked blotted out, and then in Revelation, um, I believe it was the church of Sardis, God says, I will not blot your names out um, to the believers there. And then the Book of Life is mentioned in the very end of of the Book of Revelation amongst other books. So were they talking about all the same books in these different occasions, or were they all referring to the Book of Life? And the reason I ask is because some of the ladies in my Bible study said that they had a, a series with a, a prominent pastor, and he was saying that he believed everyone's names were in the Book of Life, and unbelieving people's names were blotted out, and I had never heard that before. So I was wondering what you're feeling for on that, or what your thoughts were.
1: Yeah, it's a good good question. You know, there is that thought or that teaching, you know, that everybody's name is written in the Lamb's book of life and then when someone rejects Christ, uh their name is is written taken out or blotted out of the the book of life. And as you mentioned, uh, in Revelation 3, Revelation 13, and then Revelation 17 and 20, we see this reference to to the Book of Life. And I think throughout the Scripture, to answer your first question, um, you know, it, it is all referring to the Book of Life. When, when we talk about a name being blotted out of the Book, uh, it, it's referring to this, this record and the Book of Life is that record of salvation of those that, that belong to the Lord. And I know this is a simplistic perspective, but at the end of the day... You want to make sure that your name is in the book of life, and and how we know that our name is in the book of life is by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believing that He died uh, for our sins and, and and rose again. So a little bit of this discussion of you know when you when you receive Christ, then your name is written, or or maybe everyone's name's written in, and then when you reject Christ, uh, your your name's removed from the book of life. Uh, at the end of the day, you just want to make sure you have that reservation, and that's through trusting Christ as your Savior. Does that make sense?
6: Yeah, I think they
8: grow concerned over it because they they think it borders on the possibility of people being able to lose their salvation, which we have not heard before, and right. I don't believe that that's possible. But yet it says about right. blotting them out, and that's what confuses them, and right. uh, and me too. I mean. I thought we've yeah. discussed it back and forth and you know not come to really any real conclusions.
1: <laughs> and when we get to a question like that, you know, we don't want to build a, a whole doctrine, uh, you know, off of of uh, an obscure verse, but look at the full teaching of, of Scripture. And and I agree. I think when someone is truly saved, uh, they're born again, and they can't be unborn again. You know, they're secure in God's hand. Uh, God tells us that, that we're in Christ's hands, and we're also in the hand of the Father. You know, someone can confess Jesus as their Savior with their mouth, but never really truly believe in their heart. And they were never truly, truly saved. But I, I believe that you know, if you truly trust Christ for, for salvation, uh, you're you're born again, and, and you can't be be un, unborn again. And I can see where uh, this discussion about the Book of Life could cause someone to go down that that road of. Uh, can you lose your salvation, or can you not lose your salvation? But again, I think we're always on safe ground if today we trust that Jesus is God, that He died for our sins and rose again. We know we're in a good place with salvation. We know we're in good place with our, with our name being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay. So hopefully that was a little bit helpful.
8: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so. so
8: basically you're saying you've heard of that teaching too, and there isn't really any real conclusion you can
3: come to then, for sure.
1: Yeah, and for me, I don't get too spun up about it because I think the Bible's really clear on what the main thing is, and that's trusting the gospel. And if you trust the gospel, then your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so...
8: Yeah, and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of Promise, so that's, you know...
1: Absolutely, yeah.
8: Okay, All right. thank you very much for your input. Uh,
1: Thanks for calling. God bless you. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. Great to have some callers from the East Coast. Appreciate you guys listening with us out on the East Coast. If you have questions, you can give me a call at 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ken in Baltimore. Ken, welcome to the program yeah how are you good how are you not too bad
9: not too bad Um, nice discussion Um, may may I just add one thing before I go to my question Um, sure yeah so so the lady asked early about the ark and uh, the things that were there in Deuteronomy 31 it speaks about a book Moses book in the side of the ark okay Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 31 so at least there's a fourth thing there.
1: Okay, we'll have to look into that.
9: Deuteronomy 31, I think verse 9 and verse 20
1: something. Okay. All right, well thank right. you.
9: Right. So I, I don't have my Bible with me. Um but could you read the text? Could you read something if you don't mind?
1: Sure. Yeah.
9: Um Hebrews chapter 9 Verse fifteen through
1: seventeen. Okay.
9: And Galatians, and Galatians three verse
1: fifteen. Okay. Can uh, you kind of let me know uh, is there a certain question on your on your mind about these yeah, verses yes. before I'm I read them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hebrews nine verse fifteen says, And for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of transgression under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, a testament there must also necessity be the death of the tester. For a testimony yeah, is... Is that what you were looking for?
9: Yeah, verse 17. Yeah, verse 17.
1: Okay. For a testament is in force after men... after. For a, excuse me, for a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the tester lives. So that was uh, Hebrews 9, 17. And you right. also wanted me to re- read Galatians? Galatians three fifteen. Okay. Yes. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it.
9: Right. All right. Could you explain, could you explain those two texts? The verse 17 of uh, Hebrews, um, uh, Hebrews 9 and Galatians 15. As you put those two texts together, can you explain?
1: Well, help me out here first, Ken. You, you, you're definitely going somewhere, so why don't you just let me in on your question?
9: No, I, I, I need to understand how you understand these two texts. Um, well, uh,
1: kind of the purpose of the show is to try to ask questions that you, you may have. So if, if you have a question about the text, I'd be more than willing to try to answer them.
9: Right. so I'm trying to find out what do you understand by the will. What do you understand by the will? Is it, is, is it uh, about Jesus' will here? Uh, is, it, is it talking about Jesus' will or somebody else's will?
1: I believe that Hebrews nine is talking about the, the new covenant, and how Christ's death brought us into the new covenant of forgiveness and God's grace.
9: Yeah, What's I understand your that part. That's that's not difficult to understand. But I'm asking you, okay? What I'm thinking about this from a perspective of of a will, my my own will that I, I can I can um, write while I'm alive, uh-huh. and um. And, and then, after I die, no one can come, and, and, and it's a knowledge. That's so what he's saying in Galatians 3.15, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so if you die, if you, you know, you, you make your will and you die at your death, no one can come along by law and change it, right or wrong.
1: Correct. Yep.
9: Right. So here's my question, then so this is referring to jesus because he's he's a dead, he's a testator is he not say that again jesus is the testator the one that's referred to in galatians 3 15.
1: yes yeah
9: so so he's, he's the one and after his death no one could come along and change anything if he wanted to change anything he would have done that before he died correct or, right or wrong
1: yeah I, I'm with you. I, I'm not understanding where you're headed. I'm yeah, still I'm, not I'm, understanding I'm heading, your question.
9: You're right. You're, you're right, I'm heading somewhere. So if Jesus, if he died, and he's the testator, and after before he died he makes no changes to his law, can you explain to me how Sunday would become a day of worship?
1: Okay. Yeah, that's a big jump there, Ken. So I'm going to go ahead and, and let you go, and then try to answer your questions. Uh, so in wait, regards to wait,
9: wait, wait, after uh, don't don't do that. Please the, don't do that because yeah. I know it's not gonna it's not gonna appear on your program afterwards. But answer me while I'm uh, here, like just like you talk to those other people okay. who were before me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wait. The verses that you're referring to is referring to salvation, uh, which is found in Christ. And so as we are in a place that Christ's death brought us into the new covenant, and part of the new covenant is that we're we're free to be able to worship the Lord uh, on any given day. And we know that uh, from Romans 14, uh, it tells us that some people choose one day alike, uh, and then others choose uh, the, the Sabbath and that there's freedom in those things and then also it tells us in Colossians and in in Galatians Colossians specifically uh, that uh, don't let anyone judge you uh, in terms of Sabbath because those things were a shadow that point to uh, Christ. And so they're fulfilled uh, in Christ Jesus. So, so my answer to you about uh, the Sabbath would be that uh, we are freed in the new covenant uh, to be able to worship on, on any day that the Lord uh, gives, gives to us. And so this is Colossians chapter 2. Um, uh, And it declares this to us in verse 16. It says, Let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbath, which is the shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. So thanks so much for calling in, Ken. I hope that is uh, helpful to you. And uh, let's go to line one uh, to Kevin in Bailey, Colorado. Welcome to the, or or excuse me, Devin. Uh, Welcome to the program, Devin. Are you there, Devin, on line one? Hello? Hey, how are you doing?
9: Good, how about you?
1: Good. You having a good day? Yes, sir. I have a good. question for you. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, I came across a very popular YouTuber that is a Seventh-day
5: Adventist, and he claims that hell doesn't exist right now. And, I, and to my understanding, I believe that it exists right now, and that it will be tossed into the lake of fire after Judgment.
1: Yeah, that that's correct. I mean, everything that we see from Christ's teachings, uh, it seems evident that hell does, does exist right now. Yeah.
0: And am I uh, wrong in believing that hell exists under the earth?
1: You know, we don't know exactly where uh, hell exists. I mean, we hear Jesus describe it um, as weeping of gnashing of teeth, uh, outer darkness, a worm that, that doesn't die not, that doesn't die, uh, but we don't have a specific location um, uh, like we know that it's in the center of the earth.
0: Okay, all right, Pastor. Well, I yeah. thank you so much. and uh, can you please
5: uh, just uh, say a prayer for me and my family?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anything specifically?
5: Uh, Just to stay strong within the body of
1: Christ. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, I'd love to pray for you, Devin. God, I thank you for Devin, and uh, thank you for his heart and question about your word. And, Lord, as uh, he's just asking for prayer for himself and his family, Lord, I pray that you would uh, really keep him strong in you, God, uh, and that you would build him up and build up his family, put a hedge of protection around him, just fill him afresh uh, with your spirit. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen. Thank you, Pastor.
1: Yeah, thanks for calling, Devin. God bless you.
0: All right, God bless you as well. Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye. You know what Devin brought up is a good point. There's a, a lot of people right now that are trying to make a case from God's word uh, that hell doesn't exist. Um and we know very clearly from from Christ's teaching, he talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. Um and in John chapter 3, right after John 3:16, Jesus goes on to declare, "For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned." But he who does not believe is condemned already, because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil so Christ is speaking there of eternal condemnation and that brings us to the importance of believing and receiving Christ and if through believing then we don't go to hell and we receive everlasting life maybe today you're listening and you don't know Christ as your Savior I would love to talk with you about that or, or call someone who knows Christ as our Savior I'm sure they would love to share the gospel uh, with you as well I want to jump over and take some texts that have uh, come in. It says, Will you please pray for my fiancé Jordan and I? We are apart right now while he's in jail. And I just want him to know how much I love him. I pray that his faith will remain strong and continue to grow uh, through this challenging time. I'd love to, to pray for you. God, I lift up uh, Michelle and Jordan to you, and Lord, as they are separated during this time, I pray that uh, you would cause both of them to just fix their eyes upon you, Jesus, and that their faith would grow stronger. Uh, we pray for for Jordan as he's incarcerated right now, God, that you would be with him and that you would would really protect him, allow him to be aware of your presence, that he would grow strong. Pray you'd bless their relationship, that you'd grow him in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Another text uh, that has come in says, I'm wanting to go to college to, to get a degree in nursing, but I'm in debt and slowly paying it off. What's the the right step? Meaning, can I start college or should I pay off uh, my debt first? Uh, you know, this is a good question. Uh, it's a difficult question. Uh, we know that the scripture encourages us to, to not be in debt to anyone, it says, owe no man anything. Uh, so I would encourage you to just go after that debt with all that you've got. Uh, you know, possibly pick up a second job, uh, ask the Lord to provide in, in, in a great way. And then when that debt is uh, paid, paid off then to enter into school uh, you know a great principle on paying off debt is is pay off the smallest one first so uh, say you, you have a debt of $800 to, to someone and it, it's charging you $30 a month is get that one paid off first and then put that towards the, the second uh, debt that you have and you'll start to see that, that debt start to snowball or go away in a positive direction. Um, we've seen God do great things in my wife and I's life. Uh, he, he's a, the provider and I think as you go after uh, that debt, uh, God will really provide in, in a great way. So I want to pray for you. Uh, Father, I thank you so much for this person that is considering their debt and desiring to be a nurse. And Lord, I pray that you'd really bless them as they seek to pay off their debt and that you would fill them with your strength and to fill them with wisdom and bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. A question that has come in, this is a very common question, it says, How do you explain that God is all good and loving when there's so many bad things uh, in the world? I recently had a conversation with a man that was saying that uh, he couldn't believe that God exists because of all the the evil that's uh, in the world. And I think what we really understand from the Bible in, in this question that God is good and in His goodness, He pursued us in a true, loving relationship. And in that true, loving relationship is He gave us the power to choose. We see that with Adam and Eve. God gave them a command, and in that command was the opportunity to obey or disobey, to, to choose or, or reject God. God said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So God's not forcing relationship with us. He gives us choice. And because of the choice of free will then we see sin in the world, and the bad things that take place are a consequence of Adam and Eve's sin and our own sin. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death, and so God in His goodness then conquers our sin by sending His Son to to die upon the cross. So the bad things in the world aren't attributed to God, they're attributed to our sin. So thank you so much uh, for sending in uh, that text question. As well, it's a very good question. Pray that the Lord uh, responds to you uh, in that and meets you uh, in that. Another uh, text question that has come in is, Is it possible that Jesus baptized the good thief? on the cross after they died but before uh, he took him to heaven I would say no and and the reason that I would say no is because we don't see it in Scripture Uh, and we need to uh, be careful uh, where the Bible is silent we must be silent Uh, so if that would have happened I think God would have included it in the scripture and I think that it's a tremendous testimony of grace that when the thief on the cross he cried out for salvation and faith he was forgiven and promised to go to heaven right right at that moment uh, he didn't have to go get baptized and there's some that teach that we have to be baptized to be saved but we're saved by trusting the gospel and then baptism flows out of that baptism is a response uh, to um, the salvation that we freely received Another text that's come in. Thank you guys for sending me all of these text questions that have come in. Um, it says, Hi Pastor Eric, my name is Nicole and my question today is regarding restoration with a previous spouse. My previous spouse is not walking with the Lord and has been with a few different women uh, since he's divorced me. Um, because of this I have a lot of hurt but have also prayed that God would help my heart not to be hardened toward him I long to continue being strengthened in my relationship with the Lord but I also long for a godly man in my life but recently I was told that if my previous husband never marries any of these women that he is sleeping with then I should wait and allow God to change him and then to restore our relationship I'm really struggling with knowing that he's been sexually active with other people and uh, and then continues to go on from there. So that is a a good question and I, I want to pray for you. And Jesus does tell us in writing about uh, marriage and divorce that uh, divorce is permissible when there's been sexual immorality. And it definitely sounds like uh, your ex-husband is walking in sexual uh, immorality. So you do have that biblical grounds uh, to uh, stay stay divorced to him. Uh, and then having said that, there are times that, that God changes someone's life and does a tremendous work of, of restoration. And it's a good thing to pray that your ex-husband would come to know the Lord and that he would be a changed and transformed man. But you definitely wouldn't want to remarry him until he's come to know Christ and, and he's walking in the fruits of repentance. So let me pray for you. Uh, Lord, I just uh, lift up Nicole. I thank you so much for her taking this time to to write out this text question. And first, God, I pray that you uh, would restore her heart, that you would heal her broken heart, God and Jesus. You understand retre- rejection, and you understand betrayal. You went through the Garden of Gethsemane and Golgotha and the cross. And God, would you be with Nicole and minister to her in a special way? We also pray for her ex husband, God, that you would do a work in his life, that he would be saved, that he would come to know you and that he would follow hard after you. May you give Nicole the answers that she's looking for in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for uh, sending that in. I appreciate that. We've got a few minutes left in today's show. Um, uh, Another text that's come in says, I ask that you please pray for my brother as he's very antagonistic due to the fact that he doesn't think that the Lord could accomplish everything he did in seven days. So I just pray that God would give him insight. Uh, This is a good prayer. Let's uh, lift this up to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for this person that sent in this text and praying for their brother. And Lord, as he's antagonistic of your power for creation, I just pray that you would change his heart, that you change his mind, and that he would see your power and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, gang, thank you so much for joining me today on Calvary Live. I pray you've been encouraged, that you have a great weekend in the Lord. Remember, God loves you. God bless you. Bye-bye.